Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Alan Clark at the Hollies, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Welcome back again to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcasts. We are pleased, as always, to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, uh, available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right, so this is episode 146. This is another one of our storied, uh, you know, episodes in a long list of new wave of British heavy metal episodes. I'm calling this one is there a new wave of British heavy metal sound? Um, I just went on uh, Lair the Alchemist with a good buddy of mine, John Gaffney, and we went through the honorary new wave of British heavy metal bands. He wanted to do an episode on this. I informed him I've already done a podcast episode on this. I did honorary new wave of British heavy metal bands who are from Britain and ones who aren't from Britain. Um, we've also done episodes here on the last great new wave of British heavy metal album, um, the best uh, new wave of British heavy metal bands now, uh, the original one that was just called that long genre tag. Um, and there's a couple others in there. So we've done a lot on this, but I am actually kind of surprised. Um, I've never done like a good look at is there a new wave of British heavy metal sound? And the reason uh, this episode came to me like a light bulb is in the um, the abuse that you normally take when you ever talk about honorary New Wave of British heavy metal bands, that inevitably leads to the biggest hot button argument among uh, fans of this genre. That's the other thing. Is it even a genre? You There's that debate whether you call it a genre or a movement, right? Um, because people start getting into the idea, uh, is there a sound? And part and parcel of the is there a sound uh, is when you start picking off all these bands that, that you debate as part of the New Wave British Heavy Metal. And the biggest one that is always a pain to uh, to talk about uh, because it brings out the trolls is Motorhead. Is Motorhead part of this whole thing? Um, we'll, we'll maybe get to that. Um, well, we will elliptically. I, I believe I've addressed that even more so on a, on a previous episode. Um, but Motorhead is talked about. Um, Judas Priest is talked about, and the main reason I have to do an episode like this on is there a new wave of British heavy metal sound is that people always bring up Venom, right? 
Um, Venom gets brought up. They're on Neat Records. They're recording there in 81, 82, 83. They got all these singles and stuff, but the sound is so different from everybody else. So, so all of a sudden, the big hue and cry goes up. Oh, there, there is no new wave of British heavy metal sound because look over there at Venom sort of thing. We're going to address all this here, but um, I just thought it was a pretty interesting idea to just try and see if there actually is a new wave of British heavy metal sound. And you'll be happy to find out that I found out that there is a new wave of British heavy metal sound. Um, and we're going to explore what that is. Um, let's start off with our first track here. This is Def Leppard with It Could Be You. All right, so Def Leppard on through the night. Um, I have often argued against what Joe Elliott says, of course, that, oh, we were never part of that whole thing. I think this whole album, and I wanted to play it first for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think this whole album is one of the best blueprints for the idea of there being a new wave of British heavy metal sound. As I've often said, the new wave of British heavy metal, much less so than other genres. I'm, I'm surprised when I did sort of the analysis and research to come up with this episode that, you know, there are so many more genres that have more of a problem with, is there a sound? Uh, progressive rock is, is a big one. Um, so, so if you, if you talk about, uh, you know, a genre or a sound, let's, let's pick the new wave of British heavy metal, for example, being the spoke of a wheel and then the spokes go off in all directions. There ain't that many spokes for the new wave of British heavy metal, certainly less than there is for progressive rock. But I've often argued that I would put this awesome, awesome first Def Leppard album right there at the hub of the wheel, of the bike wheel, uh, of, of which the spokes now go off in all directions. Um, the other reason I wanted to pick this one, it's their debut album. It came out March 14th, 1980. So at the same time, Tom Allen is uh, is producing this. He's doing British Steel. They both come out roughly the same time. Um, but the interesting thing here is that you definitely get a feel of a, a you get a little bit of a British feel in here. And this is the other reason I wanted to play this. OK, first of all, before I get to that, and hopefully I don't forget the idea here um, with Def Leppard proving that there is a new wave British heavy metal sound. Now it comes on this one. It comes on like Answer to the Master, Rocks Off, When the Walls Came Down, um, and not exactly Hello America. I'll get to that in a minute. But the idea is that these new wave of British heavy metal guys were essentially picking up uh, on, on, uh, on, on the excitement they felt when they in encountered a whittly riff. So, so any kind of note dense, kind of complicated riff, I think that's one of the key elements, uh, uh, characteristics of there being a sound. And where they got that is not from Black Sabbath. Um, it's not it, too slow, right? That's the other thing. A new way, you know, most new wave of British heavy metal is is fairly up tempo. Um, not particularly from Deep Purple, although a little bit, but more so, definitely, definitely from Priest, and even. Uh, heavy UFO and heavy Thin Lizzy and Rainbow. I I, I would say I, I'd say this is where you're really seeing the um, 
the the base of the of the new wave of British heavy metal sound. The main influences are those second wave heavy metal bands. So what you get on this Def Leppard album, it's pretty interesting. You listen to it. Everybody kind of crowds around the riff. The riff can often play on its own because it's too busy to sing over. And then they stop and then they go into some sort of simpler chords for Joe Elliott to sing over. Now, what I also like here is I do hear a little bit of of the British steel kind of like simplifying down uh, from Priest. Um, and and you also get a little bit of the idea of an influence from ACDC. Now, not a lot here. It's going gonna, it's gonna to show up a little bit later, and we'll discuss that a little more. But you get a little bit of the excitement that these bands were feeling about ACDC, specifically maybe Let There Be Rock and Highway to Hell, and the fact that ACDC is kind of always around London. They're sort of a transplanted band. This was one of the reasons I argued for them as an honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal band. Um, but you you definitely get a little bit of that in in some of these bands. In fact, let's move on and and discuss that a little more because I think it's more important on some of these other bands. Take a listen to our second selection here. This is Saxon with To Hell and Back again. All right, so that's Saxon from Strong Arm of the Law. So this is from their third album. Now, Wheels of Steel has a lot of, um, you know, per perfectly characteristic new wave of British heavy metal. But I wanted to pick Saxon in here because I think they represent also something close to the hub of the wheel, but just a, just a little bit off. And that offness comes from a little bit of their being a little older than the other guys. So they've got a little more heavy 70s rock in what they do but they definitely also have a little bit more acdc in what they do now not particularly this song i wanted to pick a song to, to make a different point here i wanted to make the point of speed so so quickness um and uh and also gritty production values so is there a new wave of heavy metal sound just by virtue of the budgets being not that great and everybody kind of making things in a hurry uh, that's that's more Saxon's deal, uh, although the budgets weren't great there either. Um, this is actually their second album from from 1980. This is November 14th, 1980, and Wheels and Steel Wheels of Steel was also 1980. Uh, but there are ones on here. So so this has a little bit of the of the sort of somber, mournful melodies that you get a little bit from from an influence of Michael Shanker and UFO, but also Scorpions, and then maybe the doomier bands like Sabbath and the slightly classical slash doomier bands like a Deep Purple sort of thing and your eye heap. So you're getting a little bit of that in here. But so so another component of this of this new wave of British heavy metal sound is a little bit of Euro to what you do now. So Saxon has a little bit of the Euro. They definitely have a little bit of the whittly riff thing that you hear on Def Leppard. They also have um they also have the the quick tempos, um, but they also have on songs like Wheels of Steel and Dallas 1 p.m., they really have more of that ACDC thing. And that ACDC thing 
is kind of important because you also hear that a little bit in uh, in girls' school. You even hear some ZZ Top, right? And and it's girls' school that covered Tush, right? Um, but there's uh, there's kind of a big bluesy one on here as well. Um, Taking Your Chances was a song from this album I almost picked because that's the the kind of ACDC vibe mixed with the Euro thing. And why I wanted to put in something here to represent that ACDC thing is because there are a bunch of those bands on a lot of those singles that had the big blocky ACDC kind of simplicity to it. Holocaust is kind of a good example of that uh, to me as well. Uh, well what is that one? The, the Soldier single? Uh, there, there's quite a few of them anyways. Um, so, so from the 70s, there are a number of things that come up, but to recap, I'd say it's more second wave metal, a little bit of ACDC, a little bit of Scorpions, uh, 70s rock and roll in general, if you're an older bunch of guys, and then occasionally, 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 as you do here in Saxon, a little bit of blues rock as well. And now that's an interesting one because the other band with a very similar name, Samson, Paul Samson, he never thought he was part of this new wave of British heavy metal. So they're a band that's a little bit off of the spokes of the wheel because he um, puts a little more up-tempo, hard-hitting, aggressive, mind you, but blues, none the same, into what he's doing. So that's why they were actually kind of an interesting band. So they're just a tiny bit off uh, as well. Um, but there you go. Uh, definitely wanted to get them in here now. Now, Saxon obviously uh, takes us a little bit to more. They're, they're almost like the, uh, the feeder group towards Motorhead, which, again, we're back at the contentious bands that don't belong possibly because of sound. Motorhead, everybody argues they don't belong because they're a little bit older. Lemmy came from Hawkwind. The first album 77. The second album 79. The third album is 79. To my mind, they belong for a bunch of reasons. I'm not going to go through that whole thing again, but that's one of the big, the big new wave of British heavy metal arguments. But Saxon is almost like the more new wave of British heavy metal version of Motorhead. Um, all right. Uh, this episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's betterhelp.com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Um, let's take a listen to our third track and we shall discuss why they are here. This is Tigers of Pantang with Tiger Bay.
Okay, so this is from Spellbound, April 1981. I went jogging the other day, or was it only yesterday? Yeah, and I went through this whole album kind of in preparation for this episode, and I was fascinated. This is the album that I always pick, even over and above the first Def Leppard album, as the most new wave of British heavy metal album of all time. This is the one closest to being the hub of the wheel that is the new wave British heavy metal. And why is that? Okay. Quick tempos, um, slight sort of urgency and punkiness in the uh, in the rhythm section, the drums and the bass. This is produced by Chris Tang- Tangerides. Um, definitely, definitely, it's got that idea of over-reliance on riff over and above songwriting. So this is a subtle thing where all these things are kind of coming out in the sound, right? Um, it's It's almost as if the songwriting is often amazing, of course, but the songwriting sometimes, as as it is on this album, it takes a little bit of a backseat to uh, everybody in the band being enamored with the riffs they're coming up with. So there's a little bit of that going on, and I think you can hear this in, in this Tiger Bay song as well. But but a lot of them are like that, um, and our next selection is going to be a little like that too. Um, you've got a, uh, a, a good sort of uh, technical semi-operatic so at the high end of the singing this is another thing with new wave british heavy metal they tried to get guys who are a little more of a of a rob halford uh in terms of uh of their singers so there's another characteristic right there so john deverell is an amazing amazing singer um and i also wanted to pick this band because a we're moving forward in the uh the chronology here we started in march 80 we went to november 80 we're now up to april 81 um, but I also wanted to pick Tigers of Pantang because their first album, uh, Wildcat, features Jess, Jess Cox as singer. And the songs are even punkier and looser, and they're even a little more 70s vibe. They aren't quite as technical and and gleaming machines as they are on Spellbound. So I thought that was kind of interesting. What you're almost getting, you're almost getting uh, an album that sounds a little bit like uh, a very good version of the first couple of Samson albums. To me, Shock Tactics from Samson is their is their masterpiece. Uh, but the first two, not so much. And Wildcat, although I love it to death, and it's better than both of those first two Samson albums. Uh, I do, I do. So we're talking Survivors and Head On, right? Um, I do, I do find that. Uh, and and granted, they are two of the earliest new wave British heavy metal albums of all time. But all of these have a little bit too much of the 70s thing in them. So if you were to put them on a continuum, not a continuum because on a continuum they're early, but but on the on that bicycle spoke idea, um they they would kind of go down to the left uh, back to the 70s kind of thing a little bit. Um so I I like the way that that Tigers um you know they start off like like a version of a almost like a proto new wave of British heavy metal band or or like right there Johnny on the spot at the very earliest months of it and then by this album Spellbound they're they're basically the quintessential new wave of British heavy metal band doing what you expect looking like what you would you would expect uh, subject matter all that kind of stuff just just a good quality uh, speedy riffy a uh, hard rock band. Uh, basically a younger version of Judas Priest. And that's a big generalization that I really do feel is is this uh, new wave of British heavy metal sound as well. And then what they do 
is they do another album that's a little raw. I, I actually really like it a lot. I think the Contrarians episode we did on Tigers, I picked it as my favorite Tigers album, uh, C- Crazy Nights. So, and then they do The Cage, where where they do that thing that a lot of new wave of British heavy metal bands did and, and went uh, quite commercial on it. So you see an evolution going on there. Um, but that again, so that that is another spoke off in another direction. Um, and the, and that, there you're really also getting to, you know, the argument that there isn't a sound, but that also is a later thing. But let's let's talk about later as we move on here, because that's kind of the theme as we move on. Um, take a listen to this. This is our fourth track. This is Iron Maiden. You may have heard of them with Invaders. Okay, so now we're up to 1982. I wanted to pick Maiden and put them in here. Why did I do that? Okay, so first off, Bruce Dickinson is your quintessential uh, new wave of British heavy metal style singers. There were a lot of guys who tried to sing like him or just naturally had pipes that were sort of in that wheelhouse. Um, He also had a huge pedigree. He had some early singles, but he was also in Samson, of course. Um, and I wanted to pick Invaders because this is one of the songs on number on the number of the beast, along with Gangland, that that are kind of uh, you know denigrated as the two not not well put together songs. And I wanted to show that it is a little bitty, uh, you know, as the British say, right? So it's got bits. It's got bits that don't hang together that well. But the idea again is, oh, look at the look at the kind of neat thing we came up with on guitar. Um, so that's again uh, pointing a little bit to uh, you know some of these nuanced things that make me think that there is a new wave of British heavy metal sound. Uh, it's fast. It's uh, it's a little bit loose and rough. So again, that whole idea of everything being on a little bit of a budget, and even Maiden were on a little bit of a budget at this point. But another subtle reason why I wanted to pick Maiden is I think they are the quintessential new wave of British heavy metal band. Uh, that got huge and lasted and was very prolific and did new wave of British heavy metal across many, many records. In fact, one could argue that all their records are new wave British heavy metal, which is really quite bizarre. Um, when you think about it, uh, pretty much no one else has done that. Saxon don't even do that. Um, so that is kind of interesting with these guys. They definitely uh, still feel uh, an affinity for old school sounds and, and old school production values the way they record with Kevin Shirley. Um, but the other reason I wanted to pick them is uh, they do show a lot of variety across what they do, yet it all falls within sort of a, a similar mood. So there's a darkness of theme uh, in, in terms of like the subject matter that Steve and Bruce come up with. Uh, it it is very quintessential new wave British heavy metal in in you know being kind of horror themes and war themes and violence and and any kind of dark themes as well. Um, I almost went and picked Children of the Damned off this album as well because that is a quintessential new wave of British heavy metal dirgy power ballad, right? Um, you know this evolves when you get to things like Fate Fade to Black and One from Metallica. Um, but the point is is any time. New Wave of British Heavy Metal bands did these these uh, quote unquote mellow songs. 
Um, they were usually dirgy and dark and creepy, and they often had a sped up section or a heavy section. Um, so, th so this is perfect for that. Um, you know, you, you would often get, uh, these, these, uh, you know, all of these indie singles where the, where the, they'd put a fast song on side one, and then you'd get the big proggy, not exactly power ballad, but, but like a power dirge on side two. Um, so new wave of British heavy metal does, you know, I didn't mention that before, but they definitely have a little bit of an influence from prog as well, but more like prog metal, like rush rush is a big influence on new wave of British heavy metal bands. So anytime you see extended things, lots of parts, things that are bitty, um, that's a little bit of the rush coming through as well. And we know Steve Harris is a big prog fan, right? Loves his Jethro Tull and Genesis and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, one other, one other reason I wanted to pick something from this album is because I also think run to the Hills is a fairly, um, uh, quintessential, uh, new wave of British heavy metal idea in that it has this galloping rhythm going to it to it as well. So that is something that new wave of British heavy metal bands do a lot. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, take a listen to our fifth selection here. This is Grim Reaper with Run For Your Life. Love this See You in Hell album. I was also jogging to this at so the same time I was jogging to the Tigers, actually. Um, so I wanted to pick this to show an evolution, but an evolution of, of sorts where, let me see if I can describe this. So bands, you know, as you moved on into 83 and 84, and 84 I always consider the cutoff date for the New Way British Heavy Metal, you you got bands that, that um, at the same time as they were perfecting various tropes from the new way of British heavy metal. They also had a lot of their own personality. And I think Grim Reaper was loaded with personality and they were also very new wave of British heavy metal. I mean, that front cover of that album looks like a 1980 new wave of British heavy metal album, but it's, but it's 83, eight, you know, 80, 83 into 84 with it, with the second one. Um, it also is kind of the same sort of look as well. Um, so you've got, uh, how, do, how did that work again? Hang on, let me back up. 83 in Britain, right? 84 in America for, for See You in Hell. Maybe it's 85 for the second one. Uh, anyways, the idea is across this whole album, it just feels dark and visceral and, uh, and loose and wild, like early new wave of British heavy metal. But there's, there's just, the songwriting is better. Yet it's raw. It's it's kind of hard to describe. I just love this album. I mean, Diamond Head kind of feels a little bit this way as well, where they they come into their own, but yet they still feel so much part of this whole thing. And and the whole Daryl Johnson production values, Ebony Records, um, you know, Chateau feels a lot this way. Savage, Savage is a is a late new wave of British heavy metal arrival, which also uh, just the songwriting just got better and better. You know, ask Metallica. They love Savage, right? Uh, and that Savage Loose and Lethal album is is I always rate it in my top three new wave of heavy metal albums. It is just just molten production values, very raw, but incredible, incredible riffs. So 
Here you've got uh, you've got an adherence to the idea that the riff is the most important thing in the song, but the songwriting is getting better. So there's this perfecting of the new wave of British heavy metal going on. And I, I would argue that that actually happens in Iron Maiden as well, because Peace of Mind and uh, and Power Slave, uh, not so much Power Slave, definitely Peace of Mind, I always rate as my top Maiden album. Power Slave is pretty close with me with Killers. But anyways, Peace of Mind is an example of them perfecting what they're doing and, and injecting loads of personality and getting sort of this one unified sound that is more Iron Maiden than anything. Um, Heavy Petten is a late period one, and here you've got somebody now now bouncing off. Remember, we did the next Def Leppard episode here. They're bouncing off Leopard, so so they're moving. They're they're almost like um, uh, creating a spoke of the wheel because of the success of Def Leppard with Pyromania and High and Dry. There's a, there's a, there's almost like a whole spoke of the wheel that is the Def Leppard spoke of the wheel, um, but still it's uh, it's in there. Um, now I just wanted to mention a few of the other spokes. So, so obviously the big, the big problem is, is Motorhead for various reasons, Venom, uh, but down the Venom, uh, and Motorhead end of things in various places are warfare and tanks. So you get the really dirty new wave of British heavy metal there. You get more commercial things coming out like shy and bronze. And then Fastway is kind of an offshoot band that doesn't really fit or does fit. Uh, and then you get right inside of bands. You've got Savage doing one of the greatest masterpieces of all time in loose and lethal. And then they go commercial with hyperactive and it's crap. Jaguar, same kind of thing. The first one power games is amazing. And then they do this time where they try to go commercial. So, so this evolution is happening, but again, um, the early albums kind of all lumped together and, and prove that there are, you know, I, I don't know how many have I brought up here, a dozen, 15, 20 characteristics of there actually being a new wave of British heavy metal sound. I just wanted to mention, you've got also off in your prog direction, you've got bands like uh, Legend, Saracen, Limelight, Demon uh, goes kind of prog after a while. Even Holocaust goes kind of prog or weird with Hologram uh, at, at some point. Um, so there's some weird bands there. There's Nightwing, who's kind of comes from the 70s and moves through this whole thing. A lot of people don't remember them. Um, Clovenhoof is late. Uh, what else? Um, yes, we didn't talk about Angel Witch, so so they kind of don't fit because they're too much like Black Sabbath. They're almost Doom, but they're not Doom. And speaking of Doom, of course, there's Witchfinder Generals. So you actually get your first bonafide Doom band after Black Sabbath. So we are having some problem bands, right? Um, I wanted to mention Dark Star, Lady of Mars. I think they totally fit in here. Gaskin really fits on their second album, but the first one goes back to the 70s. So that's the other, that's a, that's that's more to add to the spoke of this thing where you've got, you know, Dead Ringer, um, Rage, who came from Nuts. So you're, you're getting the ones that are more 70s and bluesy uh, out of here, uh, like the first Gaskin album. So yeah, Gaskin, um, uh, Dead Ringer, Rage, uh, so they're all down in that sort of area. You've got your, you've got your handsome beasts. You've got the Quo bands. You've got you've got Spider and Vardis. So that's another spoke. Uh, the bands that are influenced by hepped up, you know, uh, amphetamine boogie. Uh, you know, fast and heavy status quo. So you've got those kinds of bands. Um, let's see who have, who have we talked to. Fist. I think Fist totally fits in this whole thing. But again, 
they're a little bit rough, like like uh, like the first Tigers of Pantang album. Um, Gillen has many problems, uh, and one of their problems is they don't really have a sound that fits. So so that is that is another one of these problem bands that that we don't know uh, where they fit. Holocaust we talked about a little bit. Pretty pretty simple. Uh, a little more punk rock rudimentary. I feel the ACDC in there. I feel the punk in there. I feel a little bit of Motorhead in there. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at a list uh, that I printed off out of the back of my. I I did the well. I did the three New Wave British Heavy Metal books, the trilogy. But the first one is all about reviewing all the albums and singles called Smoke and Valves, 900 Heavy Metal, you know, New Wave British Heavy Metal records reviewed. Um, so I'm list, looking at a list of all the singles and albums that I rated. Um, Nine, eight, eights, nines, or tens, but just uh, I'll, I'll mention some of these that I believe are mostly single only. I'll just rattle down the list: Aragorn, Ark, Axis, uh, Chinatown, Demolition, Demon Pack, Desolation Angels, Destroyer, Dragonfly, Duchess, Emerson, Energy. Who else we got here? Glasgow, Gypsy, Heritage, High Trees, and Hollow Ground. That's one of the really good ones. Influence, Jameson Ray, JJ's Powerhouse, Alec Johnson Band, Joker, Carrier, Kraken, Lady Jane, Lautrec, Le Griff is a good one. That was an, an EP, I believe. Um, so yeah, tons and tons and tons of these singles. And I, I would say, you know, to generalize like crazy about them, the idea is that they are loose, fast, punky versions of Judas Priest. That's that's really all in a nutshell uh, what this is all about. All right, so we have talked a long time, so I'm going to skip uh, what I was going to do, and I was going to mention a few other bands from the the last episode. There was uh, a nice uh, Facebook back and forth on on uh, bands with angry fans, and uh, and Van Halen is a good one there. Metallica was mentioned. I'm not going to read those comments because I'm about to pass out because I've been talking straight for exactly half an hour at this point, very fast. Huh. So if you like this episode and uh, want to, uh, if you like the show and want to support uh, future episodes, please uh, keep uh, hitting me up once in a while at ko-fi.com uh, slash Martin Popoff. Hit that red support button. I hate having to send out that Facebook thing every week. I'm, You know what? I'm, I'm about ready to almost stop doing that because I really hate writing those all the time and, and like begging for this, uh, this Ko-fi stuff. But anyways, if you want to support me, you can go there and hit that red support button. Buy me a coffee or a pint. On that front, this week i would like to thank joe back to bel-air expediting barry blackburn andy with black sugar transmission bruce campbell simon cole tim derling david fisher jeremy french ryan gavalier shannon mahaffey augustine garcia de paredes philip edward phyllis and steve Polari. and of course these new these three new wave of british heavy metal books i actually have all of them in stock they're from my publisher weimer um we've got uh Wheels of Steel, which is a timeline in quotes of the early days. Wheel, uh, this means war, which is the late one. And then I mentioned the Smoke and Valves book. And the Dio book is selling well. The latest Dio book that came out a couple weeks ago now. Uh, Dream Evil Dio in the 80s. So all that's over at martinpopoff.com. Wow. Thanks again. Uh, do we have more topics in the New Wave British Heavy Metal? I don't know. But your homework assignment for today is go play... Oh, the song, uh, what would I pick? Definitely from Savage, Loose and Lethal. I would say go play Cry Wolf. There you go. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts.
All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 